Listener Production. Coming up on Friday's edition of Footy Talk, we talk about that third quarter from Port Adelaide and how they put the cats to the sword. We take a look at what's coming up this weekend and I'm stunned. There's a big game going on with some St Kilda greats and Joey Montagna is not on the press release. All that and more coming up on Footy Talk. Oh, it's Friday's edition of Footy Talk, and we have got plenty to talk about, as always. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a review, get involved in the show. You can hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod. I'm Jack Heverin. Always love a Friday morning when I get in the studio with one of the best brains in footy, Joey Montagna. Joey, you're a little light on sleep today. Good to see you. Yeah, g'day, Jack. Yeah, a little light on sleep. Uh, a bit hectic at home at the moment. But you know what? It's actually not a bad time of the year to be lacking a bit of sleep and having some late nights or some early starts, whichever way you want to look at it, because plenty going on. Ashes starts tonight. I know this is footy talk, and our friends at Willow Talk take care of, uh, of everything going on with bat and ball. But the Ashes starts tonight. You're a sports lover. And you know how much of a cricket nuffy I am yes. as well. It's going to be a big few weeks, I reckon. It will be a big few weeks. Can't wait. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The US Open as well. It was on last night, the golf, and there's Wimbledon and everything else. So, um, yeah, if you're a sports nut, it's a busy time of year. Just speaking of the cricket, and I say this because your young bloke Noah is here in the Footy Talk studio today. He's coming to work with Dad. Have you and Noah watched the Bluey episode of cricket? I tried to find it. Where, I tried to find it yesterday, so I, I didn't get to see it. Where can I find it? Uh, ABC. Just, it's, it's, on, so it's on the TV. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, I want to see it's it. It's so good. I've heard about it's, it. It's actually really, really good. They're, they're, my kids, my, I've got two girls. Yep. There's no way they liked it as much as I liked it. Yep. I, I reckon I've watched it four or five times. Yeah, already. Because yep. I've seen, I think, every other Bluey episode. Yep. So it's the only one I haven't seen. I heard it brings a little tear to the eye, does it? Almost. Yeah, for it's, real life, it right. brings a tear to the eye. There Absolutely. So check that out. Hey, last night at the Adelaide Oval, um, first half Geelong looked in pretty good touch. They they had certainly taken some things away from Port Adelaide. They're small, Stengel and, and Brad Close were dangerous. Gary Rowan looked like he was yeah. going to kick 12 the way he was going. <laughs> Something changed after halftime. And that third quarter, seven goals in 22 minutes for Port Adelaide. It was a blitz. What changed? Well, I think for a team that had won 10 straight, Port Adelaide ticked even more boxes for me last night because there was no doubt they looked a bit flat. They looked off in the first quarter. And when you think about it, three six-day breaks in a row against a team that was fresh off the bye in the Cats. So it looked that way visually. Geelong was sharper. They were running on top Mm. of the ground. And Port were reactive and a bit fumbly and a bit off, certainly. What I loved about Port Adelaide, so the second quarter, they started to wrestle back momentum. They didn't flick a switch. They just started to grind into the game. They missed some opportunities and then got a couple late before half time. So they, at least they gave themselves a chance. Then they had the gears. The third quarter was dominant. They blew them out of the water. Their stoppage game, their run, their spread. Cats had no answers. And then the fourth quarter was just a professional performance from a good team that just weren't going to give the Cats a sniff. So I was super impressed with Port Adelaide last night. I think that um, it exposed some areas of the Cats game that has been concerns all year. They've leaked a lot of goals and a lot of scores inside their defensive 50 all year. Chris Scott spoke about that he post-game. Did, and, he's, yeah. and he's always had, you know, and, and fair, probably fair. There's always been some reasons this year and, and some explanations for it. But at some point in the year, you can't have any more excuses. And they had their personnel back. All their premiership defenders were there. They had done it. Dangerfield wasn't out. We'll probably touch on that. I mean, certainly it feels like the momentum of the game shifted as soon as Dangerfield yep. um, was incapacitated with his injury. But Port Adelaide, boy, they they absolutely need to be sitting in the top echelon of premiership contenders. I think back to a couple of weeks ago, their second quarter, in fact, their first half against Hawthorne at the Adelaide Oval. I remember listening to the Triple M call and, and our guys were talking about how well they played. I went and watched it myself out of curiosity and I thought... 
I don't know that we'll see a better quarter this year than Port Adelaide's second quarter against Hawthorne. Was last night's third quarter better? Uh, because prob- of the opposition, probably because of the opposition. It was always hard that Hawthorne game. How bad Hawthorne were, you know, defensively. But no, the Cats were up and about at halftime. They thought, and Chris Scott said it. They felt in a pretty good shape, and they just got blown out of the water. So the choice of Chris Scott not to play a ruckman. I know that Segler was out. He said post game that uh, Reece Stanley was unavailable, but then said Reece Stanley's going to play VFL this weekend. So Scotty Lysette was able to dominate in the ruck and then that midfielder. Mm. They've got so much depth. What I loved also about Port's win last night, it was an even team performance. There wasn't like a Zach Butters or Rosie standout performance. It was an even spread. The forwards, the defence and the midfield. And uh, shout out to Miles Bergman for a role on yes. Jeremy Cameron. No one picked that. He started the year on a wing. It was super impressive. Went to become an intercept defender and then took one of the best players of the competition on and absolutely beat him. Your man, Miles Bergman. What round did you hit your like, caravan round one, to him? Round one. What, round one. One was it on, on the Sunday rub? Yep. Round one. Yep. No wonder you wanted to bring him up. In <laughs> no, fact, you said, ask me about Miles Bergman. <laughs> I thought this was interesting last night. Here's Quinton Narkel post-game. He, a couple of weeks ago, he wasn't even on Port Adelaide's list, and now he's playing in a winning team on Thursday night footy. Hey, Quinton, just last one. Quick, before we got 30 seconds before we disappeared. We were debating. Did you know the words to the song? Half. <laughs> no. Half. Yeah. No, he didn't no. is the answer to that. Well, Would you know the words to the Port Adelaide song? I know the words to every song. My little boy, Noah, he knows the words to every theme song. Does every he really? Song. Yeah, so um, no, I can reel it off pretty easily. I would have no problem if I changed clubs. The, well, <laughs> you didn't in the end. No. The other one was, uh, I want to take you back to yesterday on Footy Talk. Daisy Thomas and Kate McCarthy, stunning debut by Kate McCarthy as well on Footy Talk. Daisy had this to say about Port Adelaide yesterday, if they were to win last night, which they did. Let's take a listen. And I could comfortably see them winning this one by four or five goals. And I think if they do, we then start to seriously talk about them as a, a genuine contender. Thoughts? Uh, I probably disagree in that we now start to talk about them as a genuine premiership contender. Absolutely, for the last month, they've been a team that can win it. But as I said, right now, you sit here and go, well, absolutely, they should be the premiership favourites. So they've almost gone from being, they're in right now with Collingwood and Melbourne. All three of them, you can't split. Yep. So there may have been that little bit of separation. Um, I think now Port Adelaide, they're going to finish top two, it looks of it, with the way that the, the amount of wins they've banked. Seven and one at home this year, Joey. So, a so if home, you're going to finish top two and you're right. seven and one... You're, Half a You're almost the, there. Half a foot in the door of playing in a grand final. So absolutely now, the ones that were a bit slow to the party with the uh, the Port Adelaide side, no longer. So just to finish on Port Adelaide, let's jump ahead to finals footy. Let, let's say that they're hosting at the Adelaide Oval. What's different about this team? When they get to the finals, this 2023 group, what's different to other years and what's going to hold them in good stead? It's different. I know that the media and will talk about their record in finals and getting bundled out and previously in straight sets. But for this group, it's a, it's a different year. There's a different feel, different players, different guys leading the charge. Uh, they just have to worry about continuing. And it's, Everyone thinks it's pretty cliched and boring. All they need to do is focus on what they do to play well and forget about where the ground is, what their record was three years ago. It's irrelevant. They will be an absolute threat come finals. So the Cats, I know they've got, I think it's six or seven more games at GMHBA before the end of the season, but like Melbourne next week, they're yeah. no certainty to win that. No. Are they going to get there, Geelong? Oh, look, they could still sneak in. I mean, they're still... <laughs> Five teams that are probably fighting for those last two spots in the eight, probably. Geelong are in that muck. Now they might sneak in. If you're asking me, are they a threat this year to win the premiership? No. So they could sneak in the eighth. Their best chance is probably thinking if we can sneak in the seventh and eighth and everyone's fit and healthy, maybe they could flick a switch. And that is a maybe, but we very rarely see that. 
generally the way you stack up over the year holds up in finals. It's not like you can flick a switch. The competition's just too hard and too even. So they might sneak in, but as I said, they've got some holes this year. Their midfield, so reliant still on Dangerfield, it looks like, you know, with the contested ball and clearance. And their back line has just lost their, their cohesion and their chemistry and, and their ability to just stop balls getting scored when it goes inside their defensive 50. So we know a premiership team needs to be top four, top six in that category. They're bottom four. Dangerfield off to hospital as well mm. with uh, ribs, which is concerning. So we should find out yep. some more on that one today. Do feel a bit for Chris Scott. He said as soon as they get a few back, they lose a few. And Paddy Dangerfield's probably the the example of that. Yeah, I think I feel for Chris Scott. I think it's one of those years. And a lot of clubs have those years. And we sort of, you know, we... We don't, yeah, I think we underestimate the significance of not having continuity. Generally, all the premiership teams have their best players available all year. Yep. And you look at, you know, Brisbane Lions this year and Port Adelaide are fit and healthy. And some, most teams that are really strong at the top of the ladder go, yep, they've had a good run. And other teams that don't, there are reasons. People, most times, we don't care about the reasons. We don't want to hear that's, the reasons. No, that's that, it. But it, it actually is significant. And Geelong have just had one of those years. Tonight at the Gabba, the Brisbane Lions take on Sydney Swans. You'll hear it all, of course, on Triple M Footy. Yesterday, we learned that Jack Gunston and Daniel Rich went to Chris Fagan at the start of the week mm. and said, we're not happy with the way that we're playing. We're not going well. Take us out of the team for this week. Mm. But then the interesting thing is that they're not playing any form of VFL or secondary footy. They're just going to have a week off and train. Uh, Are you buying this? No, I'm not. No, call me cynical, but I've never heard of one player go in on a Monday and say to a coach, look, I'm not playing well. I don't think I should play this week. I've never heard of that. And and my natural instinct, if you're a competitor and a, a player, if you're out of form, you're going, you know what, if, if you were ch- coach, I'll train hard this week and I'll bounce back. That, that's got to be your mentality. Sure. So for a player to, to say that, not only one player, but have two on the same week. I think, come on, Jack. I think we can, I think we can, it's a bit like, it's a bit like when a player retires and they say I've retired. Generally, nine times out of 10, the player speaks to the club. There's no contract on the table for next year. So they announce their retirement. I mean, I'm surprised. I get why they've done it. I understand it. You're trying to look after and protect a couple of your veterans, a couple of great. It's that middle stage of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Great players. But we've praised Port Adelaide this year for the way they've handled Tom Jonas. Look, Tom Jonas is an important part of the group. He's a, he's a big player. At the moment, he's not in the best team, but we think by the end of the year, he'll be part of the team and he's got an important role. I'm, I'm surprised they've put it on the players and said that they've chosen the, or instigated the conversation to not play. I found it a bit of an, an eyebrow, eyebrow raise. I think most people sniff out the pub test. It doesn't quite fit. fit. So. Not buying what you're selling, Chris. Are, are you buying it? Not you... in the slightest. No, no, no. not in the slightest. Yeah. And, and I, it's funny. I think we're mature enough, or most people are mature enough, a bit like the Port Adelaide thing, as you say, to kind of go, look, we're going to give them a week off. By their own admission, they're not playing good footy, but we see them as part of the grander plan, and a a freshen up for a week or two will be good for them. Uh, Spot on. I think everyone's seen it. I mean, it would make sense and just be stronger. You know what? We're, you know, but anyway, that's the decision. They've tried to try to protect the players and and make out that, you know, they look like the good guys that initiated and have have done it themselves, but. yeah, most people have been able to see through it. On the other side of this, we'll take a look at what's coming up for the rest of the round. And there was something that pricked up my attention yesterday on the St Kilda website that I cannot believe. We're going to talk about that next. It's Footy Talk, your daily dose of news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL.
This is Footy Talk, Joey Montagna and Jack Hever, and your Friday edition, of course. If you've got a question for us, you can hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod and on TikTok as well, which we learnt during the week, Joey, that you're not a part not of yet. TikTok no. yet. No. Yet being the keyword <laughs> at Footy Talk Pod. Now, tomorrow night, St Kilda have got a big game against Richmond. It's a big game for the footy club. It's Spud's game. We both know and love Spud and, and what a wonderful man. And, and now the legacy lives on through the, the Frawley family and the Danny Frawley Centre at Moorabbin. But I'm interested to know your standing within the St Kilda Footy Club at the moment because there's a curtain raiser happening, mm-hmm. which you're involved in. Yeah. Tell us more. Well, there's a, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't know a lot about it, Jack. <laughs> I, I know we're going to go with it and keep going because it did catch me by surprise. Um, about three days ago, my great mate Cozzy, who works for the Danny yeah, Crawley Centre yeah. at the club. Wonderful man. Did the old, yeah, look, we need help. You want to jump play there? We've got this little celebrity game before the match on uh, next Friday night. You're able to help out. I sort of, yeah, no worries. They had no idea. You can't say no to Cosy. No, I said no worries. But I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know there was a draft. I didn't know who else was. I didn't know any of this. And it's all come to me pretty quick. So I want to read (laughs) verbatim from the St Kilda website. Greats of the game and the wider sporting landscape will come together for the inaugural Spuds game. Curtain raiser ahead of the third annual Spuds game, a match for mental health. Presented by Web Central, the event will be held at 7.20 before the teams run out on Friday night. Names include... Brendan Goddard, Majak Dor, Dylan Buckley, Dan Gorringe, and Ben Dixon. Headline the footy talent. Yep. While Shani Norder, Ryan Brockoff, and Archie Thompson represent some cross-code collaboration. Did you or did you not play 287 <laughs> games for this footy club and you couldn't make the media release? Well, that just confirms I was a late call-up, Jack. I've, I've obviously, they've thrown out an SOS and I've, uh, I've taken the bait and now that's... Yeah, I saw there was a draft last night and all these things that I didn't know about, but always happy to help out the footy club, particularly for such a great cause. Well, you were in the draft. You were pick one. Yeah, I did see that. I saw it last night. Well done. Thank you. Are you going to be in any sort of condition to play in this game, considering you haven't slept for two days? No, I'm not. And um, I am playing golf beforehand and... um, you know, might have oh. <laughs> so, so it's going to be a good Just, Friday. We got cameras here, yeah, don't forget. It's yeah, it's going to be a good Friday afternoon. When you make hand signals oh, in yeah, this I'm, studio, I'm, well, yeah, I'm just going to make sure I only have two beers after golf before I play in this celebrity game. Just on the game, Trent Cotchin's 300th. Uh, everyone's spoken so glowingly of him this week, and it's been fantastic. What happens? Do you think? Oh, it's a game? good question. I don't know. I could easily see Richmond winning. I, I thought they played super against Fremantle last week over in Perth. It looked like the Tigers of old. Um, they're going to be up certainly for their for their superstar Trent Cochin. They could win Richmond. I've got no doubts about that. Um, but a great test for St Kilda. Mm. I mean, if you want to look at the Saints, go no, no. They defend strongly. They should be in this contest, and they probably will be. Now, whether they've got the the class and um, are able to convert, it's a fifty fifty game. It's one of those genuine ones that wouldn't surprise either way. And all the Spuds game activities coming up next week. So jump online and check it out on the website. Giants and Fremantle. I'll be there tomorrow. Sam Taylor and Josh Kelly. A couple of big ins for the Giants. Sam Taylor in particular. They've really missed him. Yeah, he's probably their second most valuable player behind Toby Green. He's huge for them. Fremantle let one slip at home last week against the Tigers. They would have to bounce back. If they want to play finals, they need to win this game. Blues and the Suns. We learned that the Blues went to the Kernow residence in Torquay and did a bit of camping and did a bit of bonding and all that sort of stuff. Jack Silvani out of this team again. Uh, Also, they drop Motlop. They bring back in Nick Newman and Mark Pittnett. Yeah. um, What happens if they lose? Does anything change? I don't, I don't know. I, well, I don't know. That's I, why I, I ask. I think nothing will change. Yeah. I think it'll be the same. Um, it's going to be a fascinating watch. Um, 
my gut feel keeps saying eventually Carlton are going to win, but I think I've said that the last couple of weeks. I thought they'd win against the Swans. I thought they'd win last week against Essendon. Essendon. So now I'm like, they're probably going to win, but I've gone with Gold Coast because I've decided to Did stop. Did you tip Gold Coast? I think so. I've oh stopped tipping Carlton. Goodness. Yeah, so I've tipped the Gold Coast. So they're playing great footy, Gold Coast. Big test for them too. If they want to be taken seriously, they've had a couple of those big wins in Darwin, took some good scalps. But if they want to really make an imprint in this AFL competition, they've got to continue to beat teams that they're playing better than. And they have to beat Carlton. And this is a good one for them because all the pressure's on Carlton. Yeah. So they can just turn up and go under the radar. And if they win, great for them. Spot on. And if they lose, it'd be disappointing for Gold Coast. North North and the Dogs, final game of the round. We've got a few teams having the bye. Dogs fans aren't too happy with some of the selection moves that Luke Beveridge has pulled. There's a bit of a rotation of sort of seven, eight, nine guys who are coming in and out at the moment, mm. but they should beat North Melbourne, they? should, they? yeah, they should. Oh, I've still got a bit of faith in the Western Bulldogs. I know it's a bit of a revolving door with selection. It's not all Bevo's fault too, to be fair, because some of their players are so inconsistent that he just has to continue to spin the magnets. You know, some don't perform week in, week out, That particularly that bottom sort of six or eight rung. So, uh, but they'll get the job done against North. I'm lo- loving the way North are playing, but yep. they're just not ready to put it together for four quarters against good teams just yet. We always finish the Friday edition of Footy Talk with... A bold prediction or two to finish. Big call, Montagna. It's your time to shine. I've got the boldest prediction of them all, Jack. Carlton finally win. You just said they were going to lose. The Blues win. Well, that's my bold prediction. (laughs) I've tipped Gold Coast, but my bold prediction will be the Blues finally do it. They finally win. Can Um, I throw one at you back the other way? I know it's it's your segment. I'm not trying to step over the top. I think Sydney are a chance tonight. Yeah? Yeah, I do. That's bold. I think Luke Parker back. No Franklin, no Heaney. I think they're a chance. No worries. Yeah, I, oh. I'm not. I'm not saying they win. I'm saying they're a chance. My other bold prediction: Joey kicks eleven in the Celebrity Spuds game. <laughs> <laughs> after four beers after golf, I wouldn't have thought so. Someone needs to breath test that man before he plays next Friday night. Uh, where are you at this weekend? Uh, I'm just got Sunday. Actually, I've only got the one game this week. So Carlton, we're at Carlton Gold Coast Sunday. So that is going to be fascinating. Triple M Sunday rub. I'm just trying to work out. You've tipped the Suns. You've said Carlton will win. I'm, I hedge my bets. I'm all sorts of confused. <laughs> this is what happens when you're up all night with sick kids, yeah. Joey. You get all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Don't forget, if you've got a question, you can hit us up on Instagram or TikTok tomorrow. You are back, Jay Z Clark, in the studio with you as well. Enjoy your weekend of footy. Enjoy the ashes and go and find that Bluey episode today. I will. Be worth it. Thanks for being with us on Footy Talk. Listener.